First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody. Episode 699 of First Class Fatherhood. I am happy, as always, to be here with you guys. I hope everybody out there enjoy their Easter Sunday. I know many of the kids have their spring break this week. Some had it last week. I know my uh, Catholic school kids, uh, all three of them have this week off. Uh, My son that goes to public and vocational school, he had off last week, so he's the only one back to school. But whether your kids are off this week or not, you want to keep that Easter spirit going and alive, you have got to sit down with your family and watch Miracle at Manchester that's streaming on Pure Flix. It's the story about a teenage boy who was a superstar athlete, suddenly found himself right in the middle of a fight for his life as he was diagnosed with a really aggressive form of brain cancer. The whole community comes together. The school rallies around him. The son is battling with this cancer. His father, meanwhile, is battling with his own faith, as I can imagine so many of us dads, if we were in his shoes, would be. And I'm telling you guys about this for two reasons. One, I really believe this is a great movie for every family to watch, Miracle at Manchester. And two, joining me on the podcast today is Richard Newman and his son, Bryce Newman. It's a big honor to have them on the podcast The movie Miracle at Manchester is based on real-life events that happened to them. And let's face it, if you're looking for bad news and something that'll really ruin your day, open any social media app, turn on any TV station to the news, and you'll definitely be overwhelmed with all the negativity that's going on in the world. But if you want something to brighten your day and give you hope, check out Miracle at Manchester. And never forget, there's a lot of good still in this world. And right on the heels of the Christian holiday of Easter, where we celebrate Christ rising from the dead... There's no better time than to sit down with your family and watch this film. I'm honored to have Richard and Bryce on the podcast today to hear the story from them, uh, what Hollywood changed, what was real, what wasn't. And for those of you who have heard me harping on the movie, if you've seen it already, you're really going to enjoy this interview. Richard and Bryce Newman will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the father, son, and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and the actor who plays Richard Newman in the movie is Eddie McClintock. You guys heard me interview Eddie right here on the podcast last week. And the doctor in the movie is portrayed by none other than Dean Kane. And Dean Kane will be back here on the podcast Wednesday as I ring in the 700th episode of First Class Fatherhood. I can think of no better dad to join me for that monumental milestone on the podcast here. Dean really played such an important role in getting First Class Fatherhood on the map, really getting this podcast recognized when he joined me way back on episode 47 of the podcast. I had him back on in episode 368, and he comes back for the three-peat, episode 700 on Wednesday. So make sure you bring it right back here for that. And for those of you UFC fans out there, if you heard my interview on Friday with Gilbert Burns, he won in a dominating performance over Jorge Masvidal in UFC 287, which was really just a great event, a lot of great fights. So if you had a chance to watch the fights over the weekend and you missed my interview, go back, flip it back one episode and listen to my interview with Gilbert Burns. All right, if you do have the week off and you want to take your kids to a ball game, Buy your tickets at SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and plug in the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and save $20 on your tickets. All right, so here we go. Please help me spread the word about this podcast any father in your neighborhood or your contact list. Let them know about the show and see us celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know it. Father's Day is every day right here on the podcast. And here comes my interview right now, straight up, with Richard Newman and his son, Bryce Newman. 
on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father Richard Newman, along with his son, Bryce Newman. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, it's an honor to have you guys on the podcast here. Uh, My listeners know all about the movie, uh, about your guys' uh, story, Miracle at Manchester. I've been praising this film on my show just because it really captures everything that this whole show is about. Fatherhood, uh, family, faith. So props to you guys for being able to tell the story and and get it out there because I think it's so impactful. Uh, Let me just start here, if I could. Richard, if you could just tell my listeners a little bit about your background for those that don't know and what you do. Uh, I'm retired now, uh, but uh, my son has pulled me out of retirement to be the president of his foundation. And I'm working harder now for free than I ever did work when I was getting paid. But it's God's work. Uh, My son is trying to pay back uh, for his, uh, you know, the the kids that are walking in the shoes that he had to walk in seven years ago and started a foundation that is pure, just, I mean, pure out of love. And that is we give uh, iPads to uh, children that are diagnosed with cancer. Uh, for them to keep. And on those iPads, my son uh, always says, you can get nutritional. We found, he found out through hindsight that nutrition is a huge part of it, uh, a part of beating cancer. So they can find nutritional help on there along with educating about their cancer and stuff like that. But so that's what I'm doing. I was a wall street guy, uh, actually in your neighborhood, uh, Alec, uh, uh, lived, uh, worked in, uh, in New York city for like, uh, six years before they moved me to the West coast. That's where I met, uh, Bryce's mom, which by the way, the film doesn't really uh, uh, project the actual, you know, they take a lot of Hollywood li- liberties and they wanted to condense the, the size of it. But his mother was a big part of his healing, too. Um, and they don't really kind of show that in the film. But, uh, you know, it, she was uh, her and I it was a tag team event to uh, help Bryce. But that's what I'm doing currently. I'm the president of its foundation, the Miracle at Manchester Foundation, which is Manchester. Dot org for anybody who wants to check it out. See all those smiling kids, the faces on those kids when we give them the iPads. Oh my God. And Alec, I, I have to put this in. Reality is, yes, they love to get an Apple product. And if anybody out there, by the way, knows any contacts at Apple, please go to our website and please contact me because it's very difficult to get their help other than go to the store and buy it. But um the the smiles on their face and 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 yeah they're getting an Apple uh, product uh, uh, Alec but more importantly they just get and Bryce can tell you they just want to know people care because they know what they're going through whether anybody understands or not these children that are uh, battling cancer know the, the fight they have on their hands and like anybody else they just want people to be you know they want to be loved and when we give them that iPad they see that there's an army out there that cares about them. Very cool, Richard. And, and I'm going to drop the link in the description of this podcast episode, the one you just mentioned there, so my listeners can tap it, get over there and find out more about it. Bryce, if you could hit my listeners with uh, before you, you were diagnosed, during the diagnosis, and now to today, if you could tell them just about yourself. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Before diagnosis, um, I was a big athlete growing up. I played football, baseball, um, it'd be harder to list the sports that I didn't play, uh, than <laughs> what I did. So, um, yeah, there was, so we, we just, uh, freshman year of high school, I just wrapped up my, uh, our baseball season. Um, we, we brought the, uh, the first city championship to our school, our high school, and, uh, I hit the game winner for that. 
um, for our baseball team. And then um, in the summer, uh, that was when uh, I made this team called Team USA San Diego for baseball. And um, we were taking, doing our uh, kind of end of summer um, big tournament in Japan. Uh, that's where we're flying to Nagoya, Japan. Anyway, um, couple, I forgot the timeline exactly, but I think it was a couple days or a few weeks before um, I started getting these headaches and uh, that caused me to miss practice. Um, after a few trips to the emergency room, um, they finally did a scan and uh, it came back with um, that I needed emergency brain surgery um, a couple in, in the morning, basically. I, I, we were there at 2 a.m. and I think the surgery happened at 7 or 8 a.m. So, um yeah, so they, they after um, the biopsy, they figured out that it was cancerous. And uh, from there, um, you know, I was in the hospital. Um, I spent uh, a whole, pretty much a whole year in the hospital. Um, but fortunately, I could, uh, I could continue doing high school classes. And uh, I caught up on those classes and caught up enough to graduate on time um, with my current class and all my friends and everything. And uh, from there, I was fortunate enough to go to college at UC Santa Barbara, where I did my undergrad. I majored in communications and minored in sports management. And now I'm at Texas A&M. Uh, I'm actually in my apartment right now at Texas A&M. And uh, there I'm, I'm getting my master's degree in sports management. Giggum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. So cool, Bryce. It's your story, obviously, so inspiring to so many people around the world. And and Richard, as a father here, I mean, this seemed to like uh, go from zero to 60 uh, almost instantaneously here. So how did going through this entire process kind of change your perspective on life or change you as a father? Well, I, I can tell you we have a uh, um, on the website it, it shows, but we have they have a, a a young lady by the name of Kimmy that Bryson became close to took her like a thought of her like a, a sister and under her picture uh, there's a phrase and it says uh, if you've ever seen a child fight cancer it'll change your life forever that is factual um, a couple of things on the timeline Bryce said he actually had headaches for about two to three months before he was uh, diagnosed with the tumor we went in the emergency room uh, and then it was two weeks after he was going to Nagoya Japan to look. Put on the, you know, the colors, the United States colors. You're born and raised here. It's a proud thing. He worked nine years of his life, more than half his life, to attain that honor, to be selected on the team. And they're going to the 15U World Series there against 32 other teams that had qualified, 32, 32 other countries that had qualified. But getting back to your, your um, question, there's a couple of things that resonate in me that I'll never, ever forget. And it's emblazoned in my mind like it was yesterday. I can tell you verbatim what everything was said. One of them was during the hospital. Uh, Bryce is a little bit, uh, uh, you know, he, he said a little bit about ways, but he was an, an extremely good athlete. He was star baseball player and football player, played catcher as the uh, baseball and linebacker is football. And he's also a black belt in karate. I uh, didn't tell you that. But so he was a tough kid. Right. Um, and he had that mentality. He wanted to, you know. I think kind of show his friends and, and his dad that, you know, I'm a tough kid. Well, that day at the uh, hospital, when uh, we, he got diagnosed with a tumor, um, it was 2 a.m. in the morning at the, uh, and this was about the fifth trip we had to the emergency room about his headaches. And he literally came in, the doctor came in at 2 a.m. after the CAT scan and said to him, uh, said, son, um, you, you know, we found a tumor uh, on the CAT scan in your brain. We have to operate at 7 a.m. to save your life. That's what she said. I'm in behind him. 
and Alec, I'm, my knees are buckling, right? And my eyes are welling up and I'm trying, I got to be tough for my kids, strong saying, you got this. Yet I'm, I'm the one that's literally going to break down. My son looks directly at the doctor and this is his quote. That's okay, doc. Just sew me up tight. I've got a plane to catch in two weeks to, to support my teammates in Japan. I'm, I'm, I'm like kind of, you know, a little bit, what the heck? And, and then the doctor said, son, you're, you're not going to Japan. That's when he started crying. Not when he knew he had a, had a tumor, but when he knew he couldn't join his teammates, that was one that's emblazoned. The other one, and this, this, uh, this, I'm sorry if I break up a little bit because when I bring when I bring it up, it it still resonates. Um, he had a friend that, uh, well, it wasn't a friend, but a, a kid that was almost identical to to Bryce um, in the sense that he was the same age, um, football star, baseball star at his Christian high school across town. So one was in Northside, Bryce's Cathedral Catholic High School. That the community was so incredible and supportive, Bryson. But they were in North Town, and and Christian Foothills was in the, sa- the south of the town. Well, this kid's name was Jason Lyons, and God bless him, God rest his soul. He was diagnosed with brain cancer about about a month prior to Bryce, and Bryce unfortunately uh, um, had to had to see this. But uh, Jason was diagnosed with a brain cancer called DIPG, which is a terminal brain cancer. They've never had a survivor, um, and so uh, this kid was so strong. But Bryce has done everything in the credits of the movie. Bryce has actually got a uh, in one of the uh, pictures. He's got this big uh, poster and it's got Lionhearted, which is what they, Jason Lyons' last name, and number 88. He's holding it up um, while he was uh, going through treatment to kind of tribute to him. But but um, the day that, that Jason passed away in the hospital, they were both in the hospital at the same time. Um, Bryson was in a wheelchair because of the second operation. And uh, wow, <clears throat> sorry. Um, he... Uh, he, uh, we got, I get him back to the room after he found out that Jason had passed away, uh, that, that morning. And he looked at me after I put him in the bed and, uh, and looked at me directly in the eyes and asked me if he was going to die. Wow. Man, you, you only have, uh, you only have one answer as you can well imagine. Uh, but man, in the back of your head, you know, that answer, you can't answer it because you don't know, but Bryce never, you can ask him. It was unbelievable. I had to doubt. I, I, Alec, I lost my faith. I believe in God and, and everything, but I lost my faith. And uh, Bryce never did. And I think that was maybe God's way. Uh, he always thought he was going to beat it. And maybe that was God's way of assuring him, I'll get you in time. Don't worry about it. I've got this. But you can ask him. But he, he never, never wavered from the fact that he was going to beat a brain cancer that at the end, when his tumor came back after standard of care, the odds of beating it are 5%. And, and it's basically it's 5% five-year survival, five years out is what the, the average is. But he never wavered, man. He never. Incredible. And Bryce, I, I would imagine, I mean, hearing that, you know, a kid across town uh, passing away, you're right there in the same situation. It seems like you're headed for the same spot. I can't imagine what that did. did that piece uh, shake your faith at all? Or what, 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 was there any part during this where your faith was actually shaken? Uh, to be honest, not really. Um, I kind of knew from, you know, uh, having the, the 
from the initial surgery where they removed the tumor that um, my only thought then was, Hey, I want to get back on the field. So I don't let my, dis- or I don't disappoint my teammates, you know, uh, by not being with them. And uh, from then on, I kind of knew that I was going to be fine. I was going to be healed. I just needed to, you know, be in the hospital for a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I felt confident that, uh, you know, God has a plan and God's got this. And, um, you know, I was, I was just looking forward to doing what I could do, um, what I need to do next. If, however, I was going to entertain myself or, um, eat my next meal, what I was going to have. So, uh, that was, that was kind of it. So I can kind of let the, the cancer treatments and everything, um, you know, be on the back burner for me. What's interesting, Bryce, too, is is that, you know, so much of our society, so much of our TV news coverage, everything is uh, all focused on so much negativity that's happening around our lives. It really is so irrelevant to us. And then when something like this happens, puts everything into really into perspective and into focus for us. And what really matters uh, is our family, is uh, our faith. And, and it really comes down to that was, you know, obviously this movie Miracle at Manchester, I think was really brilliantly, brilliantly done. Uh, I love the acting in it. I, I think it was a, a great movie. I've recommended it to all of my listeners time and time again. But was it was it difficult for you in any point of this process of filming it, uh, reading the script, getting it done, getting it out there, doing the premiere? Was any of it like kind of like, you know what, I've been there, done that. I got the T-shirt. I, I, I've beaten this. Let's move forward. Or was it was it kind of difficult to kind of have to relive this moment that was so challenging for you in your life? What was that process like? Uh, yes, definitely <laughs> reliving it. Um, it, uh, it was, it was, uh, watching some of the scenes. I was there obviously for, um, a couple bits of the shooting, um, specifically the, uh, the baseball scenes, um, a lot of the sports scenes, just football weight training scenes. Um, it definitely brought back memories that, uh, you know, I thought I, uh, suppressed a little bit. Um, and then they, they brought those up back up and, uh, it was tough watching the the first screening in continuity, um, you know, the first time. And uh, luckily I was uh, in and just watching in my room and, you know, I was bawling and, uh, you know, I kind of I had to pull it together <laughs> and to be out in public. I was like, this is I can't be a slobbering mess, you know. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it was it was definitely tough. Um, the first part, but it, it's over time that I've gotten more used to it. And Richard, I know that um, Eddie McClintock, I've had him on the podcast here. Uh, he, you know, he, he lost his father at the beginning of this uh, filming this movie. He dedicated the movie to his father. Uh, so he was going through uh, a difficult time in his own life while telling this story, basically this father, son or this family story. Uh, so it was, uh, I would imagine a difficult time for him in his own life. What was your relationship like uh, with Eddie? How do you think he did with the film? How did you like his portrayal of you in the film? What could you tell me about that? Well, I can tell you this much. Uh, as you can plainly see, I have a face for radio. Uh, and so Eddie made me look good. <laughs> he, he definitely, he definitely, one of the, he definitely got a better looking actor than the uh, real life guy. But, um, you know, it, uh, I think he portrayed me as, as well as the script was written. Um, you know, there's some parts in it that Mike, uh, like Mike Lombardi and I really had a great, really have a great relationship. And it, it looked kind of like it was a little testy there, but, but they have to do things for Hollywood. Um, and like I said, uh, you know, his mother, who was a very big part of uh, Bryce's life was in his, in his life more than the, the film portrayed, but Hollywood wanted to kind of focus on the father son thing and that's fine. But um, you know, so it, it, all in all, it was a great thing. I mean, look, uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie was given a tough task uh, to mimic me, but um, we have a good relationship 
I literally drove him around every day of the shoot. Uh, I picked him up at 6 a.m. and I was I'm I'm one of those hard chargers. I'm ready to go 6 a.m. I go from 6 to, to 12 uh, p.m. at night and, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, so he was he's the, he was the Hollywood type. Like I need three diet cokes before I can handle you, Rick. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but but uh, but as a little side joke we have, but he did a great job. I tell you, another person that if you've seen the film, another person that I have to give a shout out to that absolutely, in in my opinion, kind of stole the show with his acting. Danny Roebuck. Oh my gosh! And that relationship he had with Kathy Peterson as the husband and the wife. Um, that was, that was, that was really nice to see. So it kind of kept the comedic side of it. Didn't make it so much drama, uh, because you need it because it, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough subject. It is, it turned out great, but you, you don't know that, uh, in the beginning, brain cancer is serious. So especially pediatric brain cancer. Which also brought another great uh, aspect into this was the was the veteran connection where a veteran helping veterans, uh, offering to, to, to give service, uh, over self, which another, which was another great part of this film, I thought as well. And Bryce, I know you say you're there now in Texas A&M. Are you able to go back to competing in any sports uh, recreationally or even at, at a higher level? What is that situation like for you? Yeah. So um, yes, I can compete. <laughs> I physically am able to. Um, it's just, it's mentally tough. Um, that's why I kind of hung my cleats up because I, it's, it took so, it took so much work to uh, get where I got as an, as an athlete. And, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's going to take more work to do it now. And, um, you know, I just, I was like, all right, mentally, you know, I left on a good note. I hit the the walk-off for the championship for my high school. And uh, I feel like as an, as, as an athlete, all athletes are like, yeah, we want to end on a high note. And for me, that high note came and I was like, yeah, this is a, that was a good way to go out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I focus, I'm, I'm a graduate student here, so I'm getting my master's in sports management. Um, so I focus more on the, uh, I don't know, quote unquote background stuff for sports. And, um, you know, I still have that athletic mindset. So I know, I know my, hopefully, um, I had a master's level. I would think I know a little bit uh, of how the sports world works. And, um, yeah, so I'm focusing on, on that kind of stuff. Hey, Alec, he he does have some residuals. Unfortunately, he won't be able to compete at the level he did because his equilibrium is from his two operations. Well, he's had four brain surgeries now at this point. So from those operations, uh, brain surgeries, his equilibrium is is horrific for him, as as he can tell you. Uh, And then also his vision, Uh, he uh, his right eye. and, and, And in the end of the movie, you'll see a clip of him with a patch on his right eye. That was because his right eye was uh, pointing directly to the right, literally all the way to the right. And he had to work to get it back to where he can see the vision, but he has to wear glasses as you can see now. But no, he, um, you know, he, what I've seen him do is his way of keeping, cause he's an athlete. He, you know, he, like I said, you, you heard it, baseball, football, karate, more sports that you can, you, you can, you can say the ones he didn't play, it's easier than the ones he did, you know? So, but um, he's trying to focus on, which I think is, is unbelievable in his career. Now he wants to do, he was blessed because of his, his contacts in the San Diego community in the pro sports world, uh, from football to baseball. And he had a lot of, uh, people that a lot of athletes, pro athletes that came and visited him in the hospital that picked his spirits up tremendously. And he's seen what that does 
for himself and wants to pay that forward. So he wants, I correct me if I'm wrong here, Bryce, you want to go with a pro, a pro sports team when you graduate and do something on the public relations side where he can, um, you know, bring athletes to these kids that really, whether it's cancer or in the, in the cardiology, uh, in the cardiology ward uh, or any other critical care uh, area of the hospital, these children's hospital wants to bring them and have them kind of uh, shepherd them and show them these kids need this love and they need this kind of uh, th- this kind of uh, commitment from pro sport uh, pro athletes to help them go uh, get through what they're doing. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Bryce. On that, is that is that the game plan, Bryce? Is that is that what you're uh, you're hoping to do? Yeah, I got I got so much motivation and um, care and just the distraction, you know, from professional athlete, all kinds of athletes, collegiate high school teammates. Um, just for previous coaches, all, all of everything from, you know, from the ground up. And uh, yeah, so I want to hopefully go in like the PR kind of realm um, and guide, you know, um, guide athletes to like, Hey, this is a kid that is in a hospital or whatever. He needs some motivation or whatever it is. And um, yeah, kind of help with that. Alec, I, I think it resonates. Uh, I'll give you an example. He's, he, you know, we went to Galasano Children's Hospital in Fort Myers this past weekend and donated 20 iPads from his foundation to these children uh, on the cancer oncology floor at Galasano. And he, these kids, if you see these video clips of these smiles, he's able to hand them the iPad and explain to them, I have gone through this. I'm walking. I had to walk in the same shoes that you're walking. You can beat this. So they see somebody that's done it and they see somebody that's giving back. And that's what Bryce thinks he can do, I think, with these children, with the pro sports. You know, he can go in and say, hey, I had a rough I had a rough patch also. But here we're here together with these athletes. They want you to survive. They want you to fight and we can do it together. I think it resonates with them. And that's what has drawn Bryce into what he wants to do. If, if Bryce, am I right in that? Oh, you're hundred percent correct. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And I would say, I mean, obviously a miracle at Manchester streaming now on pure flicks. I think uh, that, that movie itself of getting the word out about what you die. I think you're right there, Richard. I think the, the testimony of um, if I can do it, you can do it. I think is so much more powerful than anything else. And, and just so I could start closing this out here, I would ask you then uh, Bryce, I mean, as a, a cancer survivor, uh, so many people like, like your friend uh, lions that, that didn't make it. There's so many stories that don't turn out the way that your story did. Uh, what is, what is your message of hope to the family that's out there right now that's stricken with something like your condition at the very beginning? What's your message to that family? Uh, right. It's gonna, it's, it's tough. Um, it's really tough, but, uh, you know that uh just like in the movie the message of the like power of prayer um prayer really works you know having that strong community like i did in high school um yeah i, I would i would think just take it one step at a time it's kind of like walking just uh one foot in front of the other and uh you know god's got a plan he's gonna figure it out um everything's gonna be okay it's just gonna it's just tough right now don't lose faith like i did i i, I alec i lost faith during the uh, during Bryce's troubles, because he's our only child, and and God does have a plan. I was furious at God, and lo, lo and behold, I've got that guilt now. I was so mad, but God had a plan, and Bryce knew it the whole time because he never he never thought he wasn't going to beat brain cancer. Wait, what? Well, and you know what? Last thing I want to hit you with here, Rich, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast here. What type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? It's uh, 
First off, uh, the new dad, uh, the father that's listening, um, I can tell you this, your love for your child, and this doesn't make sense, but you'll find out when you have your child. It grows every single solitary day, even though you don't believe it can grow any more than you've loved him that day. The next day, you love him that much more. It's crazy, but I guarantee you that's going to happen. And the second most important thing is the message that Bryce wanted about this story. It is the power of prayer. God is there. Don't give up on it like I did. You don't, then you won't have to have the guilt that I have right now, but don't give up on it like I did. We'll pray, keep your faith. He is there. He is listening. Very well said. I love the message. Miracle at Manchester, streaming now on Pure Flix. Uh, Richard Newman, you're a first-class father all the way. Bryce Newman, you're a rock star. Thank you guys so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.